0: Friends at Survivor.com. It's me, Mario. Hee You guys number one!
1: Hey, it's The Friendly Fire Show, episode 178 for the midway point of July 2021. I'm Steve.
0: I'm Ben. We're back. We had a short the- break.
1: We did. I didn't say the website. I didn't say my last name.
0: You don't need to because we have 177 prior episodes where you've introduced that every time. So people know what we're doing. We know what we're doing. We're closing it on 200.
1: I, d- I never know
0: what I'm doing. Uh, yeah.
1: Did we have a lo- I didn't have a lockdown since the last time we talked. You had like a mini one, didn't you?
0: Uh, we had a no cases. So we're putting in restrictions lockdown probably the most ridiculous one I see what they were doing They're worried about this Delta but uh, but yeah we had like you're back to 10 people in your house no cases um, and that only lasted a week because people didn't really do that <laughs> So yeah I I'm good. Good.
1: good I'm glad I don't want to talk about Sydney I don't think Sydney wants to talk about Sydney. Uh, sorry if you're in Sydney that sucks but you'll get through it uh, mm. What have you been playing Ben let's just like uh, let's have an efficient podcast this week.
0: Mm, that's a good idea. Well, we actually because we were so busy with E three, we we didn't get around to talking about Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, which came out during E three. We mentioned that Sony didn't turn up at all; they just released a game, and it was quite a good one. So I don't know if you had a chance to play it at all, um, but I played through it. I got the platinum trophy, my third or fourth on PS five. Mm. So the other two of the others are from Insomniac as well, both being Spider Man. So three out of four. Four Astro Boy is the other one. So that's it. Um, yeah, really good. So a lot of people talk about this being the next, the first big next gen game. And to a degree it is because of how you do the rift apart, I suppose, dimension jumping mechanic, which is you kind of, uh, when I replayed it to mop up a couple of strikers I missed you at the very start of the game, you bounce through like every level really quickly, basically getting pulled through and you don't even realize that's what's happening. And that's probably the coolest part of actually seeing how quick it loads, uh, within the game, I think a version of this could have been done last generation because if you just kind of jump forward a little bit, but um, yeah, you can see they're using the SSD and it, it actually affects gameplay. So that's cool. Looks really good. Uh, I played in the uh, ray tracing 60 frames mode. I think the looks like a Pixar movie, 30 frames mode. You don't really know. I mean, it looks really good. The fur is great. If you zoom in like 200%, I'm sure it looks amazing, but um, I find this, the fluid motion is a better trade-off. Um, and I think since then, they've added a 120 mode, but um, didn't play it's that. So not a 120
1: yeah. mode traditionally like you'd think it would be. It, like, oh, it's like yeah, 120 display mode. Yeah. yeah.
0: So anyway. That would have been perfect for me, actually. But never mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's good. Uh, a lot of people are talking about it being a great platformer. It, it does have platforming in it, but this is like a family-friendly third-person shooter. It's not really a platformer. Like there is some platforming in the same way that control has some platforming, like it's part of it, but it's um, people kind of see it and think, oh, that must be a platformer. But most of your time is in combat. And a lot of it is weapon-based combat, also melee-based combat, but you have like 30 guns by the end of the game. So that's the main thing you're doing. You're killing goons, you're fighting a bunch of bosses, um, but they're kind of that Nintendo style kid-friendly boss um, where you kind of get it. You need to hit the big glowing bit three times with a bunch of bullets. So, um, yeah, put together really well, fun game. It's a great pickup and play you can, because it's like level based and you kind of bounce back between the levels. If you want to pick up collectibles, you can go back and play great one to pick up for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and just play a bit. Um, fun story. Things really good. I would have given it around an eight. I don't think it's that massive blockbuster people are talking about, but certainly a strong start to the generation. Worth the
1: inflated current gen price.
0: That's the problem. It's like a, to get the platinum trophy it took me about 10 hours. So, probably not. Um, I think if I recall, the last Ratchet and Clank launched for like 70 bucks. Like Sony made it a budget game. Mm. And I kind of feel like they've doubled the price here, which is look, they've just said uh, RRP is now 125 for every first party game. And this is a first party game. I, I do struggle. I mean, I bought it for like 100 and I traded it back to EB for like 70. So it's 30 bucks to rent a game, basically. Um, yeah, it's, it's probably too much. But if you have the spare cash, fine.
1: And like, if you have a PS5, I suppose you want something to play on it mm. that's cool and new. So yeah, I get it. Um, Easier to stomach l-
0: at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been playing a lot. What else did I play? Uh, I believe Mario, uh, Golf. Mario Golf
1: Super Rush. Is that what it's called? Yeah.
0: That's right uh mario golf super rushed out is what this game was basically damn it, i should have used that in the headline of the review we can still Uh,
1: change it it's just no one will see it because it's like two (laughs) weeks later
0: uh someone must have used that already uh the 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 golf is fun so if you've played any of the previous mario golf games it's it's kind of like that uh what's the playstation one everybody golf something like that it's similar um in that power style golf was xbox um But yeah, they're all trying to copy Mario Golf, basically. So it's that arcadey, you don't really have to know about golf, but you can get into it and play. And it's fun, Mushroom Kingdom courses. Uh, That's all still there. It's just you play through all the courses in about an hour. The story mode is pretty rubbish. And the, the rush mode, which is the whole point where you basically follow the ball, like you don't teleport to the ball. You have to kind of chase each other and push each other away and get to your ball quick uh great if you have four real players and you kind of you you all want to be playing all the time so you don't have to wait for your friend to take ages on their shot against the AI terrible like it's actually really slow it's called quick golf but it's it's too slow um so and the AI is not very good so stuff like that it could have just used a bit more polish but if you're really into the Mario golf games you will still enjoy the golf part it could have just used some more stuff and it feels like they're like oh we'll add some more courses via DLC later yeah, you, you could have just added more to begin with. like the 3DS game four or five years ago had 10 courses. This one's launched with six. So it just feels that like the uh, same thing. Like this one is an $80 game. Nintendo should probably launch like a $40 price point where they just say, here's a budget game from us. It's quicker and shorter, but you still have fun with it. And I'd be happy with that.
1: Yeah, well, man, pricing and releases this year, it's weird because, you know, you're talking about those two games and like I know, skyward sword hd is kind of on the horizon and like with the extra like pay amiibo to get thing in game that you want to do like it's i don't know it's what a time to be alive ben
0: aren't you excited for things to come that's it well and i suppose i just paid 90 bucks for mass effect which i already had and you could buy those three games for like eight bucks each or get a slightly better version for way more so i mean that's studios have found a way to to make us pay for their remasters it's up to us if we want to not that this is a remaster, but it kind of feels like one.
1: At least with Mass Effect, it's like 60, 70 hours of game probably, if you actually want to play them again. Um, so there's that. Yeah. We're so good at thinking yeah. about people's pocketbooks and trying to, you know, offer them our interpretations of value for money. Uh I've been playing mm. a lot of Dead by Daylight, but no one wants to hear about that. I'm gonna rope you in at some point to like. Bro, play, me. Tell play me one play thing. What,
0: what is this? I didn't understand it. What is this news that we had that got tweeted or retweeted <laughs> by someone this morning? And with, I, I have no idea what this game is. So I don't know what that is.
1: So, Kyle Galler is a Canadian actor who was in the 2010 Nightmare on Elm Street reboot movie. Hmm. It wasn't Freddy Krueger. He is a character called Quentin Smith. Um, and Dead by Daylight is like the 4v1 asynchronous multiplayer game. Asynchronous? Yeah. It feels like it's turn-based. It's not turn-based. Um, they have been licensing a lot of killers. So Freddy Krueger's in the game. And, you know, when they bring in a killer, they bring in a survivor as well. So when it was um, the shape, Michael Myers from Halloween, like Lori, who was Jamie Lee Curtis, like she's the survivor. With Freddy Krueger, it's kind of like, uh, who do we pull? So they used Kyle's character in that movie, but they didn't make the character look like the actor. And the character just looked like right. kind of like a golem, like a creepy troll-faced goblin boy. I think that's what Kyle called the the, the representation of his character in the in the game. Um, but Behavior Interactive, who is the developer, has been reworking characters. So, like, basically, this Quentin in-game character got a massive makeover and looks quite attractive now. So. Uh, he Ooh. the actor was campaigning to have the character look like him it doesn't look like him but it looks a lot better so he's at least happy that it's not a goblin anymore and that's the story there you go aren't you glad mm, you asked okay
0: absolutely <laughs> so seems to be popular
1: pretty yeah there you go um i've been playing other things like watchdogs legion bloodline which is a mm. standalone game in Watch Dogs legion using the same map but it's so it's not connected to the game the, the base game but you need the base game it's part of the season pass or so it's like a standalone purchase that also requires you to buy legion um and it revolves around the original Watch Dogs protagonist aiden pierce it's good but like it's it's luke's criticisms of the game are pretty much still here so it's it's very repetitious uh it's a little bit buggy it's Watch Dogs Legion, so if you've played it, you know what to expect. But I guess it's it's weird because Legion was all about being anybody in the world, and that was kind of overhyped, in my opinion. It really didn't matter who you we were playing as, basically. You just pick the spy or the construction worker because they had the gadgets that were easiest to use. Um, you're playing as one of two characters, Aiden, or Wrench, and they're, like, superpowered, They're awesome. They have, like, everything that they could possibly need to do anything. Um, so it's, like, it's already deviating away from what made Legion unique but it at the same time is kind of showing you that it's better to go to set characters because they can build a narrative around two actual people and not, you know, like voids that you might have a construction worker or whoever else. So it's good in that way. It's I don't know, it's just kind of like eh, if it's it's a little bit better than Legion, I'm I don't need more Legion though, to be honest. And it's that we've talked about this a million times. It's that open world Ubisoft thing that we got like a million games at once. And you just kind of burn out from it. So that's it. Sorry. I talked probably too much about this for something that I'm not really
0: recommending to people. Hmm. Well, I might try it, but I haven't played Legion yet. I think I mentioned that a couple of years ago. I've been meaning to play it. I just, I played Valhalla and I couldn't be bothered going back to that Ubisoft game again. So it's eventually on my radar.
1: Well, if you have it, play it first. It's like a prequel to the Legion game, which is like, I hate prequels. Like you kind of already know what's going to happen. So it's not like anything, you know, draw dropping is going to happen. But if you don't know what's happening in Legion, start there, I guess. And then it'll make sense. Have
0: you played Sea of Thieves? Yeah, I played um, the first chapter of this uh, not Johnny Depp, Jack Sparrow thing. Uh, The one that's actually called whatever it's called pirates pirates, Life, tale. pirates tale. tale
1: i downloaded yeah, so you get it the
0: achievement called that.
1: Oh, i downloaded it started it and then just like uninstalled it off my xbox because i remembered why i didn't mm. like sea of thieves in the first place
0: i but- haven't played the subsequent chapters but i did play the first one and uh, this is more like what i wanted it to be to begin with so i'm, st- I'm not, not going to get into it again now it's just not quite for me but uh like I play the whole thing just by myself. It's story driven. It pushes you along. It kind of, you, you meet a few other characters on the way, mainly just like a skull head pirate that you have to carry around for a, bu- you know, who chats you and, oh, already like take me over there. Um, and you eventually meet Jack Sparrow, who does sound a lot like Johnny Depp, but I think you're right. I think it's that Disney infinity guy. Um, yeah. And yeah, the the gameplay, like you end up having, you know, you've got to help him man the cannons and fight off a ship because David Jones is after you. And that's kind of a bit of dodgy gameplay because they need to then just spawn some enemies on your ship so you have something to do basically. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a purpose. Like my criticism of CFTs when it came out is I'm not interested in playing this as a massive ship multiplayer game, which is the intention. And there was nothing to do, like it was there was no real path. And this gives you that. So uh yeah, it, I'm not gonna get back into it, but I think a lot of people will if you're picking it up now for the first time, you would play this. So yeah, step in the right direction. I like narrative. I like
1: purpose. And yeah, I think that's that was my biggest issue with it. I just, I don't, same thing for like a Minecraft. I don't I do not do things just to do them. Like I want some reason for it to be a thing I'm doing. Anyway, yeah. uh, finally, I played Scarlet Nexus, which um, God seems like a lifetime ago. It is a very anime, uh, like hack and slash action-y kind of game. Um, I think I called it something like between a Bayonetta and a Code Vein like it is f- chaotic and looks very stylized it's not like Code Vein's kind of Souls-like it's not Souls-like at all um, Okay, and it's like anime all anime so it starts and it's like here's 50 million tutorial screens here are 8,000 characters who all kind of look the same like in terms of their stylings and their outfits and they all just have like you know the same kind of haircuts and stuff but you know like one's seven and one's 57 like i, 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 I couldn't follow most of it um which is funny so because old, <laughs> i am I'm so, but it, like it has an anime coming out like a proper tv show and i reckon that should have come out maybe first or at the same time to to ease some of this like world building because it just kind of hits you in one giant dump um and you can pick from one of two characters. I picked the, the close combat character, but there's a ranged one that kind of you, you see over the course of the game. And the idea is, I guess, to play it a second time as the other character to get their interpretation of what's going on. Um, combat, I, people are like loving the combat. I don't understand it because with the, with the close range sword guy, you have a sword, you hit a couple buttons to do a combo, and then you know you can, you can jump and do a combo if you want to. And then you just hold down the right trigger, and it throws something that you've picked up in the world at your enemy and that's like that's the that's the big combo like xxrt xxrt X, like over and over and over sometimes you can hit left trigger for a superpower move but it's exactly the same thing like i didn't find the combat to be all that engaging i found it pretty basic and, and kind of boring after a while so it was just the same thing over and over and over um it's definitely not a game for me, but I understand from its look and aesthetic and all this why people would be super excited for it. So like, I know I'm just dunked on it, but if you like it, good for you. Um, I Yeah, like it's, I wouldn't play it a second time to get the other take because I've,
0: I've had enough of it. Mm, okay. Sorry, game. Well, That's what we've been playing for these <laughs> last three weeks. At least some stuff came out, like we, <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm looking forward to things I enjoy. I want to enjoy. Like, that sounds so horrible. I sound horrible. I sound horrible and harsh, but it's just, yeah, like there was nothing that really caught my attention and there hasn't been for a little while. And I think it's more COVID related than anything else. It's just hard to put out games and the games that we do have, you know, you have to get excited about them because they're the ones that are out, I suppose. But I don't know. Nothing's really tickled my fancy.
0: Mm. Now, you know what isn't coming out this year, and it's going to be different, is Assassin's Creed, because we've heard that Project Unity, which is the codename for the next Assassin's Creed project, is going to be a live service game. Uh, Thoughts on that? I'm being sarcastic. This is an audio meeting. If you're watching the video,
1: yeah. (laughs) Um, I think it is a horrible idea like a lot of the stuff that ubisoft is kind of doing they're transitioning away from from big huge blockbusters they're going to keep some of those but you know like it's all free to play or live service things and i don't think it mm. suits most things uh, let alone assassin's creed how what yeah, do you it think doesn't
0: suit, it doesn't suit that big single player game which to be honest As much as I love pretty much all the Assassin's Creed games, they seem a bit confused as to what to do because they said Valhalla is going to be smaller. We get it. Origins and Odyssey got a bit too big, a bit too bloated, and we kind of lost the way for a lot of players. So we're going to have a more streamlined, smaller, but better adventure in Valhalla. And the first few hours, that kind of seems true. And then it just explodes into classic Ubisoft loaded map. And they're like, oh, that's all we actually know how to do. So they're trying something different. But it sounds like they're going the other way. They're going to, let's just jam even more content into this. And it just, I don't think it's going to be that great story-based, you know, really structured, like the early Assassin's Creed games where you kind of actually really got into like Ezio's story or even like the the London one with the Frye siblings. Like they felt a lot more narrative based and you remembered what happened and there was some cool moments story-wise about hello but a lot they're so far between because there's just so much happens that i think it's going to be hard to get that back on track in a live service game um also ubisoft's other live service games have any of them done well like the division one and two did okay but they're kind of dead now the crew one and two did okay but they died pretty quickly both of those ghost recon games like launched dead they're just Their, those their best live service game to is Just well.
1: Dance. That, that's the only yeah. live service game they have that works. Um, sorry to cut you off. Uh, yeah, it's... it's... Well, they're
0: trying with Rocksmith as well. And that one will probably will work. But we talked about that a few weeks ago where it, it's a weird subscription game. It's the people who are into that probably don't want to pay that much money for it. So yeah, I'm not sure what they're... They've already decided this is the model that's going to make us the most successful. But I just don't see it necessarily.
1: There are some things that I do like out of it. So rather than it being Ubisoft Montreal or Ubisoft uh, Quebec Quebec um, developing a game and like trading off kind of like Call of Duty, Triarch and, you know, Sledgehammer style, they're just going to work together on Assassin's Creed now, which I think is probably better for the overall vision of, of whatever they're trying to produce, which is good. And there's, you know, like a team across both studios that are like Clint Hawking, et cetera, et cetera, kind of like overseeing the whole thing so like that kind of thing I do like it it, it's weird the name too is kind of like a halo infinite Mm. like is it are they kind of going for the same thing and what does that mean to like a microsoft or an ubisoft like I think I like where halo infinite is going and it seems kind of like maybe ubisoft wants something similar but it doesn't seem like it's going to be similar does that make sense like I'm I'm cautious about this
0: yeah and it seems risky for them because it's like when they have something like Ghost Recon not do well, they always have that Assassin's Creed game pretty much every year to bank that's going to be in the top 10 for a bunch of weeks. Like we know that's going to sell. So losing that because we've just got this one live service game, yeah, it just seems like an odd choice.
1: Yeah. Well, we barely know anything about it. They they didn't really confirm it was going to be a live service game, really. It's kind of reports from Bloomberg you know, saying like, this is what we've been told. And then Ubisoft acknowledging Mm. that, you know, like that's the name of the game. So like it's, I would, I'm, it is going to be a live service game, but like Ubisoft has (laughs) not outright said it. Um, And we'll find out more about it. I don't think this is coming for a couple of years, at least.
0: No, they've already said this year, they're just doing more of a content. So uh, yeah, at least we've got that. Yeah.
1: Do you know what else we're getting this year? Wanted or not? What? An Mm. OLED. A Nintendo Switch OLED edition, which is the actual name of the thing, which cool, I guess. That's a good name. It's a slightly larger screen. It's the same kind of form factor, I think, but they've just gotten rid of the bezeling around the edges. Yep. Uh, is it a, what is it? Seven inch screen? No, that's not right. It's seven something. Inch. Yeah. Seven, seven inch,
0: seven cool. inch up, up from 6.2. OLED, um,
1: uh, like your TV, maybe, uh, for $540. Well, that is cool. Well,
0: is the, that's not the, so good.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the <laughs> price is good. No, the price isn't good. The screen is the good. Screen the is price good. is not good. Uh, and this obviously is what Nintendo announced. And I think we had different expectations for a new Nintendo hardware announcements that, you know, rumors have been mm. going for a while now. This is certainly not a Switch Pro. But-
0: when we last talked about this, we had Costa on, and he said, Always temper your expectations when it comes to Nintendo. And that was sage advice because that's what we should have done. We should have known. Uh, to be fair to the entire gaming community, there were so many leaks that there, a pro was coming that was the one saying it's going to be 4K seemed a bit far fetched, but just saying it was going to have a slightly more powerful chipset so that instead of like Hyrule Warriors, which seems to run at about 15 frames, maybe it could run at 30 now. That seemed pretty plausible. That's basically what the new 3DS was. So uh, it might still come. Like they released a new model of the 3DS almost every year. So they could easily do it next year. It could be that chip shortage again, where they thought we're not getting the pro out this year. Let's push it a year or 18 months. And we've got all these OLED screens that were meant to go with it. Let's just release that. So maybe that's it. But as we just said with Nintendo, never assume anything. This might've been the whole idea. It is within keeping with what they've done with handhelds, because you had like the DS Lite and the DS XL. Uh, This is basically the Switch XL. We've got the Switch Lite already. So um, yeah, otherwise it's the same. Like the other features, when they have to say kickstand that works, like that shouldn't be making the marketing trailer. No. Having said that, I will probably get one because I still have a launch switch. So they released a new model, which had a better battery life. So I don't have that. And my battery is down to last in about 45 minutes anyway. So uh, I need to do something about that at some point. I guess this is worth upgrading for, for the better battery. I guess. Um, if you have that launch day model, but yeah, it's, it's not really for us. I don't think it's for, it's no. for new people coming in.
1: It's kind of funny because you want it, you want, you're considering getting one because of the the battery life and you know, you need an upgrade. I hardly ever play handheld i'll play dock to the tv mm. and if i decided to get one it would literally just be because the new dock has a LAN port in it so you can have a wired internet connection rather than wireless and like i don't know why but the the wireless stuff on that switch on my switch it's a launch launch switch as well is just spotty The sometimes it just decides it it doesn't want to connect to your network and nothing else in the house has that issue or if i you know i took it to work one time and it just refused to connect to the wi-fi there um so I would, you yeah. Know. It's, it's
0: got. Sorry. Very short Wi-Fi range. You need to be like in the room with the router in it, basically. So that's useful. That said, I never play Switch games online. So and they're all like three gig, so I can handle downloading them on dodgy Wi-Fi. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's you can buy the dock on its own. It's worth noting if you just want that, and it will work with your original Switch.
1: Yeah. Um. And I guess. Like for five hundred and forty dollars, though. Like if, if you don't have a Switch, yeah, okay, mm. this is a good place to come in. But also, you could get an Xbox Series S for cheaper. So that's, I guess you really just have to look at what that's... you want to play, <laughs> the games, the type of games you want to play, and pick accordingly. You know, and if you have money, it buy probably both seems worth
0: than it. It probably seems worse than it is because the the Switch RRP is still four seventy. It hasn't changed since launch. So we're going from four seventy to five forty. So it's a bit of a jump, but not drastic, but it seems like more because the Switch is always on sale for under 400. It's like 350 all the time. So no doubt this will happen too in a year or two with the OLED model, but just considering you can get that normal Switch for so much cheaper, it's a hard sell. And as you say, if you're gonna get a Series S, you may as well get a Switch Lite for like 200 bucks and you can play all these games more or less. Besides one, two Switch, you can pretty much play everything on the Switch Lite. So uh, yeah, it's, it's for a, it'll sell millions.
1: This was 120 US dollars, and this is my. I, I think I'm going to use this more than my Switch. It's a backbone. It's like a Razer Kishi, you know. You put your phone in there, and then you have
0: hmm.
1: a portable gaming device. You know that, that. Assumedly, we get cloud Xbox Cloud Gaming soon. Like that's that's how I'm going to portable game. Um, but yeah, yeah, like again, that's well, that that's what I prefer.
0: A bunch of Australians recently just got it. You're invited to join us in xCloud Preview. So more people have been invited into the, I think we're still in the better testing phase. Uh, I got that, but I'm already in it. So jokes on you, Xbox. I did too. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I think they just sent it out to a bunch of people. Um, Yeah, jump in. I think if you register, you don't get in straight away, but you kind of get on the list. You'll get in pretty soon uh, and you'll get a chance to test that all for free before it actually launches.
1: Microsoft hasn't said, you know, like, they're desperate for people to join, but it's kind of been implied (laughs) the more people testing it, the better. Um, and you know, like it's, it's Android only for now, but they're, they've started to roll out uh, browser-based, uh, testing in, in regions. So that shouldn't be too far behind for us, uh, theoretically, or, you know, just like full on out of preview program into xCloud gaming whatever, they have too many names. I can't remember what it's called. It's not xCloud anymore, it's just- Cloud xcloud.
0: gaming is what it's called, but Cloud is much cooler. So Sounds cool. I don't think we'll change.
1: Nah, I'm gonna call, I think the tag on the site is still xCloud, even though I just use whatever naming terminology they have. Not that anybody mm. but me cares. Why am I talking? Um, What do you wanna talk about next? There's a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, I actually wanna talk about Death Stranding, which uh, I think it's well known that I don't like Death Stranding very much, but I do like the pricing structure between the PS4 to the PS5 director's cut version that they announced the other day, because it's like 10 bucks uh, US, I don't know what the Australian pricing is, Sony hasn't told me, but it'll be something around 10 bucks um, to upgrade from the PS4 version to the PS5 version with all the new fancy bells and whistles, and DLC and extra content. Um, and that's, I guess, compared to something like Ghost of Tsushima, which... If you want to do the same thing, PS4 to PS5, it's like 30 bucks. And I can't remember if that's Australian or US, but like, just, it's like, they're both Sony things, like pick a price mm. point and do it. Like what's, what's, why is this continuing
0: to be different per game? What do you think then? Mm. Uh, well, yeah, I think that's what it should be. A nominal fee, if any, a lot of games are just free to upgrade, but 10 bucks I can handle, especially if they're changing content to say, you know, director's cut, What was the other one? Final Fantasy VII launching. That was a free upgrade, but if you want to have the extra content, you had to pay 30 bucks or whatever. I don't mind that way as well. Get the game playing better on current gen hardware, uh, but the extra stuff we've added, you need to pay for. I think that's a fair way to do it. Yeah. Um, The next rumor is that Kojima is working or has signed a letter of intent to work with Microsoft. Do you think that's true? I,
1: I Probably. I'm not excited for the game, to be honest. I don't. I don't have a, a huge respect for Kojima anymore after Death Stranding, if I'm being honest. Um, but are you excited at the prospect of playing something crazy on, um, on an Xbox instead of a PlayStation?
0: Well, it would be something totally different to what Xbox does. Like they they don't have anything from that style of wacky Japanese developer. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, if you we went to something kind of pseudo style, it was more like Killer7. I'd be interested into it. Um but yeah, like, yeah, I haven't been that much into Kojima games either, except for like, you know, I played the Metal Gear Solid games, they're fun, but I'm, I'm not a diehard fan like a lot of his, his fan base are.
1: Yeah, well, like that'll be for ages, that won't be around for yeah. ages if it's even true. So we'll have a lot of time mm. to speculate and talk about it as we learn more. Yeah. Uh, something that i think is funny Uh, did did you have a chance to see the uh the sony ad before it was taken offline or at least pictures of
0: of the ad i didn't see anything wrong with it to be honest um i have no idea if you ask me right now go put a disc in your ps5 i could not tell you which way to put that disc in uh and sony obviously don't know either
1: well yeah so uh, the ad in question is a sony disc based ps5 disc version disc edition what are they or is hmm. it the diskless one that has a special i don't know it, whatever it has a disc drive um the disc drive was facing up instead of facing down which is what apparently it should be and i guess if you have the stand yeah. on you can only put it on one way
0: so that reinf- does can you put it on just one of if-
1: you probably can't put, put it on, on the other way you-
0: if you put it on properly, you can only do it one way, but it's not that clear that you've done it properly because it's like align it with the X and O and square, very faint line on the back. And you, I put it on wrong the first time. And when I put it on right, eventually, there's no discernible difference, really. Uh, you just kind of have to know you've got it on right. I've since flipped my PS5. Now it's standing vertical. So the base on the bottom. And I did have to put a disc in for Wretched and Clank. So I got that on disc. And I stood there and I thought, does the disc go in like this way or do I flip it in this way? Should the bottom of the disc be facing away from the console or towards the bulk of it? And I can't remember. Like, I have exactly the same
1: problem though on Xbox.
0: Yeah. But I guess it's not, they it's both have the, the same, so you, put you the- can think about it.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess you put it in and it doesn't work. It's the wrong way. And then you flip it. It's like when you're trying to put in a USB, you have to flip it like seven times for it to actually go in somehow. Like there's only two ways to put it, but you have to do it.
0: Neither console is that clear because I've gone with the sleek disk drive. I think the PlayStation is more confusing because of where they put it. So, and obviously their marketing agency has no idea either. And whoever proof checked this at Sony has no idea either. So, Yeah. yeah. Which is just funny.
1: Fun? They've, they've taken the ad down because people were making fun of them, which is, I think it's it's funny. And it's, you know, That's like fair. now they're getting ad, they're getting like earned media for this ad that they have pulled and they don't have to pay for it. So like, it's still getting PS5s in people's faces. So I think, you know, Sony wins even when Sony has a bit of egg on its face, which is funny. Mm. That's it. Uh, Last up, EA Play. Like E3 is done, but EA Play has decided to like, Wait a month to start talking about its stuff, uh, and there's a bunch of stuff they have planned. Yeah, um, what what can we expect, Ben?
0: Well, they got like four streams. I think there was one. There's one today, maybe about the future of FPS, or did that even happen? Uh, so Battlefield, I don't know. That one doesn't excite me that much. The other two don't either. There's one about Indies, which I didn't even know he yeah, already had Indies. Uh, I think they don't by definition because they're a major publisher. You have published yeah. their game, so they're not, anyway, doesn't matter. Um, but they brought on and a a Joseph Thorne, I think. And then there's their.
1: Sorry. Oh, Sorry. oh, yeah, right. We have a delay, uh, I think. They brought on Hazelite. I didn't mean to cut you off, but keep going. Yeah. Sorry.
0: No, that's all right. That's all right. Um, so there's their main one, July 23 at 3 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, if you care to watch it. I do not. I don't think it's going to be that big. I think there'll be a couple of announcements, so they have pretty much confirmed. there's no Dragon Age, no Mass Effect. Uh, didn't really think we we're going to get Mass Effect, but based on the, how well it's sold and the, the teaser of Mass Effect 4 is coming, I hope maybe they'll tease something else, but it's obviously years away, so they don't want to show anything yet. Um, but the rumor is that Dead Space will be there and it will be a full remake of the original game. And now you're doing your cheer again, for those who are listening to this.
1: But it's not a sarcastic one this time. It's like, hopefully this is going to be amazing. Um, f- done by EA Motive. Uh, with, there was an Ubisoft guy who worked on something. I could completely forget any of the details of what i just started deciding to talk about. So like someone's jumped ship to go work at EA Motive and it's likely he is working with EA Motive on this. Uh, If it's like an RE2 style Mm. kind of, you know, like glow up for Dead Space, which is one of my favorite games of all time, um, I'm super here for it. Or if it's like a reboot that's kind of in the same vein that is more um, aligned with like the original Dead Space as opposed to Dead Space 2 or 3, which just kind of got progressively worse because they were like trying to gun it up to action levels. I am all for it. I think Dead Space is that kind of good combination of survival horror and like action kind of like an re4 was like it's not too much but it's it's also kind of subdued and you know like trying to what am i trying to say like get the horror coming at your face that's not how you say it what have you been a fan of the i think it is gonna be
0: yeah but only the first one i never really got beyond that uh and i'd probably replay it if i had time if i knew a remake was coming but um, yeah, I think it is going to be the RE2 style. I think they've probably seen what Capcom did and how well RE2, especially, and 3 did, um, and how easy, comparatively speaking, it is to make that. You don't have to redesign everything. You already know where you're going. You're just kind of remaking the game. Yeah. Um, so, in these hard to make games times, it's probably an easy way to go. So, you can just kind of like, here's the game, make it more modern. Uh, and yeah, it makes sense. Relatively low investment, quick development time compared to starting a whole new game. Um, and I think we'll do quite well. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm excited. I want it to be announced. I hope it is announced. Yeah. I think you're right on in terms of EA Play itself, though. There's going to be, you know, like that weird obligatory 20 minutes of a 40 minute presentation, which just talks about Volta and FIFA and Madden, and probably doesn't even talk about NHL. But that is a sports game that they have. Sometimes they forget. Um, and you know, there'll be something about the Sims. I'm sure like, you know, it's stuff that you can probably wait till you get up in the morning to, to find out about So I don't think I'll get up either. To be honest, it's, it's very well out of E3 territory and three o'clock in the morning to me is, is
0: sleep time, not report time. Yeah. I can't think what else they would have. We already know Battlefield is their big, major focus this year. They'll have all their sport games. It sounds like dead space will be a thing. That's quite a lot on their plate. They're not; they don't tend to announce years ahead. EA they kind of because they so focus on their often their yearly shooter and their um, sport games and sometimes a need for speed. They're kind of very twelve month focused in what they announce. So I can't see there being, you know, here is some big project that's coming out in three years.
1: They'll do like an Apex Legends thing, but that's they're also doing an Apex Legends thing ahead of the event again, like the 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 future of FPS or whatever that you know pre show yeah. show is like that's battlefield and apex and then they're going to have battlefield and apex at the main event and okay like cool it's that it's that it goes back to covid times like it's trying to get excited about stuff that probably wouldn't be as exciting in any other period so optimistic mm. so hopeful
0: well there there is something to be hopeful for because we do not have our usual segment this week as far as I could tell there was nothing delayed Oh yeah! In the last couple of weeks. There may have been, but I didn't see anything delayed. So
1: We've just jinxed it, though, but that's fine. (laughs) Now, everything's delayed. You're not getting Halo until 2027. Uh, We're we're announcing Dead Space, but it's not coming out until 2035, just to to spite you. That would be Mm. awful. Uh, I think that's it. A a good short podcast. How do we find you on the internet, Ben?
0: Uh, Ben underscore Salter on Twitter and yourself? S-right-A-U. Have a very good weekend, Ben. And You too. We'll be back in two weeks. We would have played some games then, I think. I can't even... No, Flight Simulator will be just after that. So that's all I can think of that's coming out. And Skyward Sword HD. Uh, I I think that's about it. we
1: will be playing something that I can't talk about yet, but I will talk about it in two
0: weeks. How about that? Well, if it's on the release schedule, we didn't say what you play and we said what's coming out soon.
1: Oh, what's coming Uh, out soon? Games coming out soon include uh, Psychonauts 2 and Aliens Fireteam Elite. I think they're coming out sometime this year. Those are two games coming out. God, we're so clever. Um, All right. (laughs) See you later.
0: See you then.